Hi, and thank you for tuning in to the Campus Rush Podcast. We know that this episode today is going to bless your life and take your vision to the next level. We hope that you can share it, subscribe, and be a part of what God is doing right here at Carleton University, around the world, at Campus Rush. This month of February, uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Someone shout, it's going to get real. Yeah, it's going to get super real. We're going to talk about all types of stuff. Um, of course, as you know, I generally do a relationship series in the month of February. Every February, I do a relationship series. and We talk about different things, and we talk about, um, you know, what to do uh, while waiting. We talk about um, even things to look for in men and women. Uh, we talk about relationships that are platonic. We talk about relationships between father and child. Um, we talk about the relationship between God and his people, us. Um, and so we are going to continue on that same vein. Um, but the only issue is there was a heavy anointing on me now. That's the problem. That the anointing on me now is not an anointing to teach. It's an anointing to declare and to cast out demons. That's the anointing on me now. So, oh God, I feel God, man. Hey, Shandori Arabakada. I feel God, man. Hey. So, oh, I can, Jesus. I can teach this. It'll be good. It'll be good. I have, um, well, let's say one, two, three, four, eight. I have about 20. Um, points that are really going to help you. Um, we're going to talk about four types of relationships. Um, the difference between a friend and a homie. Because my series this February is Homie, Lover, Friend. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. But, oh, is there a thing there? Okay, cool. Dope. But... I believe God is leading us in different places. I mean, I was going to talk about 1 Samuel 18, um, Jonathan's covenant with David. I was going to talk to you about, I'm talking past tense. I was going to talk to you about the four main issues with our generation. Competition, selfishness, disappointments and betrayal, and misplaced feelings. When you're looking at someone like a lover, but they see you as a friend. That's when you get the text message, we're just friends. What you mean we just friends? We went on a date together, you told me you love me, and now we just friends. I know you won't admit it, but you got that text before. Uh, can we just be friends? I think I like you. You sent them paragraphs upon paragraphs upon paragraphs on MSN, and then they sent you a, I just want to be friends. <laughs> I said MSN. Um, I was going to talk to you about what to do with frenemies. People that claim to be your homies, but they're looking for your quickest downfall. I was going to talk about, uh, where do you have here? The disappointments, the betrayals. What to do with backstabbers? 
What do you do with people who backstab you? Do you trust them or do you not trust them? But you have the spirit of God living in you. You're supposed to love them. How do you love someone who continually hates you? I was going to talk about, but it was a lot. How to identify your real friends. Six points. They're not insecure about your gifting. They celebrate your success. They acknowledge your strengths. They look for opportunities for you to shine. They protect you, and then they open doors for you. But that's not what God is telling me to say. Come on, somebody give God a shout. Come on. Are you glad that you belong to a church that in a blink of an eye, you can... I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Now is the time where God is looking for people that have their ears quickened to heaven. Can you hear what the Lord is saying at every given, at any given time? Can you listen and obey the Father? You see, this is a great lesson because the funny thing about it, please be seated, is that when I was preparing this, God told me, you're not going to preach this today. So I'm like, then why do you keep talking to me about all this stuff in relationships when I'm not going to preach this tonight? Because he said, Kofi, you have to make sure that the children of God that are coming tonight have their ears quickened to heaven. Because if their ears are not quickened to heaven, then they won't know what to do in relationships. you got to hear God. Someone shall hear God. You see, there are a few things that we're going to talk about tonight. All right, let's take me to Job. Uh, uh, take me to Job, where is it? 32. Let's go to Job 32. And let's see what the Lord would say. Job 32, verse 8. Let's go there. I preached this a little while ago. I want us to read it. Because a lot of us become very confused on what to do in life who to speak to in life, where to go in life, how to move in life, the decisions and the purposes of God, all these things and what to do. But the answer is quite simple, and it's in the scripture. Let's read it together. Can you read that on the screen? Let's read it. One, two, three, and go. Uh-huh. Can you give it to me in the NKJV, please? Uh, give it to me in the NKJV or the KJV, the old version. Uh-huh, there we go. Let's read this together. But before you put there was a spirit in man, I don't think there's anybody in this place called man. So put your name there. There was a spirit in Kofi. And the breath of the Almighty gives Kofi understanding. Put your name there. Okay, let's read it. One, two, three, and go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There is a spirit in man. And the Bible says, and the breath of the almighty God gives that man understanding. So that means that without the breath of the almighty, there is confusion. Without the breath of the almighty, there is not understanding. Without the breath of the almighty, there, there, there's not clear direction on what to do in life, where to go in life, what to do next in life. You can be walking through life from day to day, going to do thing after thing, but yet you're lacking understanding. The Bible even says it, that in all you're getting, get understanding. So it means that it's a fundamental thing. 
Understanding and wisdom work together. So the Bible would say that by wisdom, a house is built. It means that when you're talking about wisdom and understanding, there are necessities in life. Dare I say it? If you want to make impact in this life, anybody want to make impact in this life? You know, I asked a young man of God from Germany the other day. I was texting him. I said, do you want to do ministry or make impact in ministry? And he was like texting me all this stuff like, oh, you know, man of God, but I can make, you know, I can do ministry and make impact and this, this. It depends upon the social climate. of the, I said, yeah, wait, 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 hold on. I asked you a simple question. Do you want to do ministry or make impact in ministry? Because there's a lot of people that are doing ministry but they're not making impact in ministry. They're not making impact in ministry. Anybody can take a microphone, Pastor David, and begin to shout and pray and scream, and you'll be like, whoa, he's doing ministry. But then you have a select few, a remnant of believers that are actually making impact in ministry. Because impact is measured by greatness. Greatness is measured by excellence. Excellence is measured by discipline. I should say it again? Okay, cool. Impact is measured by greatness. Greatness is measured by excellence. And excellence is measured by discipline. Discipline. You want to be impactful in life? How disciplined are you in life? You know, history would say that history makers, many of them don't sleep past two, three, four hours a night. They've disciplined themselves when it comes to rest and sleep. Because they understand that there's so many things that they could be doing while other people are sleeping. So they've understood something when it comes to the divine plans of God. Understanding. There are many people that are doing things, Sally, in ministry. But they're not making impact. Have you ever seen that, that, um, that what do they call the hamster? That is in the hamster bowl. And they're running and getting tired and sweating, but they're going nowhere. May it never be said of your life. That you're working, but you're not having results. That you're doing things, but not having results. That's all because of understanding. Once you have understanding, you have enlightenment. You're able to do things in life. So the Bible would say here, but there is a spirit in man. That spirit there in the Hebrew is ruach. There is a spirit. There is a breath. There is a spirit in man. Okay, Pastor Ron, would you come? I'm just going to do this and go really, really quick. Pastor Dave, would you stand on this side? Now, this is, how it, this is how the scripture is broken down. It says, but there is a spirit in man. So, Pastor Ryan, you're going to be Ruach, okay? Say Ruach. Ruach. Awesome. Let's turn to the people. Oh, Clefford is great. You're a man of God. Awesome. And then it says here, and the breath of the Almighty. Now, that breath there is the Hebrew word Nashama. Someone shout Nashama. 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 a little louder. Say Nashama. Nashama. Now, Nashama also means the wind of God. It means the vital breath of God. So here you have the spirit of the wind, and then you have the vital breath of God. So a lot of us are walking around with the wind and the spirit. We pray in tongues, we do things, we're moving things, but yet we don't have the nashama. Because the Bible says that once the spirit that is in man comes into contact with the breath that's in the almighty, then it bringeth forth understanding. Are you following where I'm going here? So many of us are on one side of a thing, but we lack the breath of the almighty God. And I'll tell you why. We're not hungry to know God in a new way. 
we're not desperate enough to know God anymore. Until you realize that there is a void in your life, God can't fill it. Let me say that again. Until you realize there is a void in your life, God cannot fill it. It's up for you to realize, man, I've been walking around with the spirit, but I lack the breath. I've been walking around with a measure of grace, but I need the full measure that God has for me. It's my prayer that by the time you leave this place, not feel the anointing of God rising in this building. It's my prayer that by the time you leave this building, that God's vital breath, you know what a vital breath is? It means that in your dying moment. Have you ever seen somebody on a deathbed before and they're gasping for air? All they need is just a little bit of oxygen. Just, they're, they're gasping for air. The Bible says that this breath is the vital breath. That means some of us have the ruach and we're walking around not knowing we need the vital breath. So we're doing life and ministry like this. And we are gasping for the vital breath of God. Until you get to the point where you believe and know there is a void in your spirit. God can't fill it. He's looking for people. He's looking for a people. He's looking for men and women that would desire the vital breath of God. So by the time you get into contact with God, there is exploits. It's at this point that the understanding comes in. It's too deep or should I stop? You're good? It's at that point that everything that was confusing now becomes clear. So let me, let me, let me bring this down into, into relationships. So what happens is you have this young man here, and he's living life, okay? He's doing things on his own, and, you know, God is using him. He's doing all types of things, and, and God is working in his life, and he carries the ruach of God. He speaks in tongues. He does things. He carries the spirit of God, yet still he desires and needs the vital breath of God. Because the Bible says that unless the spirit and the vital breath come together, there is no understanding. So it brings forth confusion. That's why people will say something like, but I prayed and I still don't know if she or he's the one. That's when people will begin to say, but I've prayed, but I'm still confused. How can you be confused if you carry the vital breath of God? It's because you're not yearning for God to intervene into your situation. You think that I know enough because I go to church. I know enough because I read my word. No. There was another level and it's to yearn, it's to gasp, it's to, to pant after. That's why the, the word would say, the psalmist would say that as the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul longs after you. This can be literally equated to this and related to this scripture to say that even though I carry a measure of the breath of God, I still desire the vital breath that is God, that is Jesus, that is his intent. Does anybody need God in this place? Anybody? I lived 20 years of my life without desperation. I went to church for 20 years and it took one encounter with God. It took one desperation, my God. Whew. It took one revelation and that revelation was simple. The revelation was God, I know you've called me, I know there's an anointing upon my life, I know I carry something, but I don't know what I'm called to do yet. Many of you guys 
you know, many of us, God has put gifts in you, but you don't know what to use those gifts for. That's because there's no understanding. You've been given material you don't know how to operate. You've been given a gift you don't know how to use. It's unless the vital breath comes into your spirit. It's only at that point that understanding comes in. Understanding comes in when the vital breath begins to yearn and the, the ruach begins to yearn for the vital breath of God. The vital breath. You know the funny thing? Is that God has always been looking for people that will worship him. The Bible says it in John. For the Father seeks people who will worship him in spirit and in, in spirit and in. So if we can bring that scripture to this, we would see that in actuality, worship is the way that we express, God, we need your vital breath. That's why the song would say, as long as I am breathing, I will always worship you. One more time. For as long as I am breathing, I will always worship you. So here's my worship. All of my worship. Lord, receive my all of my worship so here is my worship all of my Lord receive my sing a song like that, do you know what it does? It's like this. Stay there, David. It's like the deer panting. It's like the spirit yearning for the vital breath. So as long as I am breathing, I will always, because a songwriter understands that as long as I'm alive, it's because the vital breath has decided to receive my worship. Oh, no, 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 no. I feel, like I feel like you're not understanding what I'm saying right now. I feel like you're not getting what I'm saying right now. If you can understand this concept, church, it will change the way that you see God entirely. It will, listen, you... If you can understand this concept, it will change the way that you come to church. You don't come to church out of religious obligation. You, you won't come to church because someone tells you to come to church. You won't come to church anymore because, it, you know, it makes me feel good. No, 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 no. You would come to church because you understand that every time I'm away from his presence, it's like I'm fish out of water. I can't breathe unless I'm with him. I can't breathe. I can't move lest I'm in his presence. Oh, Lord God, take not your spirit from me, God. As David would say, take not your presence from me, oh. Oh Lord he understood that Lord the further I'm away from your vital breath the more confused I become the closer I get to you 
the more understanding comes in. Pastor, what do I do for my next step tomorrow? What do I do in, in, in marriage? Lord, what do, Pastor, what do I do? Do I take that job? Do I not take that job? This year will be the year I'll, keep, I'll just be telling people, go find the vital breath. Because there's a spirit in you. But the spirit in you needs the breath in him. It's only when the spirit in you connects with the breath in God that understanding has come. So our prayer every day should be God. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. You see, that's why I wrote this song. Breathe on me. All consuming fire. Ignite my heart. With the flame after the fire, no other want than a burning heart that only burns for you. It only burns for you. One more time. So breathe on me, all-consuming fire, and ignite my heart. With the flame after the fire, I have no other words, Jesus, than a burning heart that only burns for you, and it only burns for you. What I was really saying in my closet was, God, I've realized that if I want to do anything with you, Moses said, Lord, I'm not going to take your children unless your presence goes with me. When you're in the presence of the Lord, he breathes on you because you're in his vicinity. When you're in the presence of the Lord, you smell his fragrance. His fragrance fills your life. There is a difference between somebody who is in the courts of God and somebody that is with God. There's, some, there's a difference between somebody that knows about God and somebody that knows God. This is a place that God is raising a generation of believers, of young people that are going to do great things in history, that are going to be history makers, that are going to be record breakers, that are going to go to the highways and the byways and save people. This is the place where we're going to see people become presidents, prime ministers, people become accountants and lawyers, people, oh my God. This is the place where we're going to see God do incredible things, but it's also going to be the place that we find Spirit-filled lawyers, spirit-filled accountants, spirit-filled doctors, spirit-filled fashion designers. And the only way that the spirit is filled is when your spirit is filled with his breath. Let that be your prayer. God, I don't want to walk a step without your breath. I'm fish out of water without your breath. Lord, I, I'm nothing without you. Why live life panting for the last breath? When you can find it. In fact, his breath is in this place. His glory is resting in this place. I came to teach on something else tonight. But what good is a relationship series? If you yourself, you're not good, like, <laughs> you don't know God, 
How can you try to get to know somebody if you don't first know God and God hasn't revealed to you who you are? How? You'll mess up somebody's son and someone's daughter if you don't know who God has called you to be. That's when you fight over finances. You fight over little things in relationships with people, in relationships with the opposite sex because you don't even understand who God has called you to be. When God has told you who you are, there's a lot of things that just don't matter anymore. Like, it doesn't bother you because you have this holy confidence. I know who I am. I'm a son, I'm a daughter. I know who I am. I've been a, I'm a royal priesthood. I'm called to do incredible things. I know who I am. When God's breath breathes on you, it brings understanding and enlightenment to who you are. He reveals who you are. Once you know who you are, then you know your weakness and you know who you can't be with. Am I making sense? Once you know who you are, then you know, listen, the way I am, I can't be with this person. The way that I am, we won't gel like this because I know my strengths and I know my weakness. When you don't know your strength or your weakness, it, it's very difficult to be able to say, this is the person that God is calling me to. You first have to have a witness in your spirit. The only way you'll have a witness in your spirit as to this is the one or, or she's the one, he's the one, or this relationship is the one that I'm supposed to walk into or even a platonic or a business relationship. The only way you'll know is when you have an inward peace in you, a rest of peace. The only way you'll get that rest in peace is when you're with the vital thing. When he breathes on you, understanding comes. Like, uh, can we just speak out of the Holy Ghost? Just sit down as you, as you are seated. Just begin to speak out in the Spirit. Ask him, Lord, I need your vital breath. I need it. I need your vital breath. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need your vital breath. I need your vital breath, God. I need your vital breath, oh Lord. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. I need your vital breath. I need it, I need it, I need it. I need it, I need it, I need it, I need it. I need it, I need it. I need it, I need it. I need your vital breath. I need it, I need it, I need it. This, 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 I need it. I need this, God. Lord, I need this. I need this, God, I need it. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, my God. Jesus, he's here, 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 his presence is here, his glory is here, oh, there is a strange anointing in this place, hey, listen to me. tell people, if this thing wasn't real, Charlie, I'll be the first one gone. The first one. I'll be gone if it wasn't real. But I've tasted and I've seen of the goodness of the Lord. I've tasted and I've seen that 
nothing satisfies like the presence of the Lord. Some of you guys have had, you have a spirit in you because the Bible says in Genesis 2, 7, that when God formed man, he breathed into man. There was a spirit in you already. There's a spirit in you. That spirit is the Ruach. He breathed into you. Is there. That spirit is there. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils in the breath of life and the man became a living being. That's how you became a living being. When the breath of God came inside of you, the spirit of the Lord. So we are alive, but we are dead. We are alive, but yet the vital breath has not come and kicked in yet. I'm looking for an honest people tonight that I can stand with, that I can partner with. By saying, Pastor, honestly, post or no post, title or no title. I'm the spirit. The spirit is in me. I'm on this side. The vital breath is on this side. And I've been panting and I've tried to fill the void of the vital breath and everything else. But nothing satisfying. And today I realized that that void can't be filled by drugs. That void is not filled by sex. It's not filled by a relationship. It's not filled by affirmation from a man. It's not filled by anything else. I've come to realize that I need God's breath upon my spirit because I'm confused. I don't know what to do in life. I don't know what to do about this situation. I'm looking for a person tonight that wants the vital breath of God to breathe on you. Come on, all over this place, walk to me now. Let's be on our feet. Walk to me now. I need the vital breath. Listen, I'm not, I'm not playing games tonight. You might have gone to church your whole life. You might have been like me. 20 years I went to church. I didn't even know I need the vital breath of God. Like I need God. I need him. I need him. I want you to come right up to this altar. Right up to this altar. I need God. Like I need him. I need him. I need him. All over this building. All over this building. Come on. I need God. I need God. I need God. I need God. I've been looking for it everywhere. I can't find it. I need God. I need his spirit. I need God. There are about seven more people that need to be here. I need God. I need God. My God. Woo! Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast. We hope that God blessed you through this word, and we hope that you can be a partner, subscribe, and share with your friends. We can't wait to see you next time. God bless you.